This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Well, hello and welcome back to the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters, Head of Retail Strategy at Acadia, and today I'm joined by a fellow colleague at Acadia, Olivera Boyevich. Welcome back to the show, Ollie. Thank you. Glad to be back. Yeah, so we have been talking about this topic for a little while now and making sure that we have a balanced point of view to put forward because it's a question I know that you get asked a lot about, our clients and prospective clients ask a lot about. They get asked to fund Amazon vendor services and they're not sure, is this worth it? It comes at a pretty hefty price tag a lot of the time. And so brands are thinking about, is there the value there? And also, if they're considering working with an agency too, where does AVS end? The agency begin. Can you replace AVS with an agency? You know, what's the difference between them? And the answer is it's pretty complex depending on the situation. So we thought we would jump on the mic here and get into all the details that are sort of hard to explain in a quick yes or no answer is AVS worth it. <laughs> yeah. So let's start there, Ollie. actually, before we jump into the what is it, why consider it, what does it cost, et cetera, is there any more color you can add to those questions that you frequently hear from brands about AVS? What else do they tend to ask about? Yeah, I mean, usually it's like what's actually Amazon vendor service and what's included and what should we expect? So how Amazon envisioned this is that they would assign you a success manager if you're a vendor, if you're selling on 1P, and that person will be in charge of handling like all the ticketing, case management for you, and supporting some of the issues that you currently have will remove some of the roadblocks so you get to the solution faster and you can have that streamlined process. So the thing is that now they're sort of trying to like allow brands to have a direct access to the support. So it's just one email away and you as a brand can get to solution quicker and in a faster, faster way. Right now, they're offering like two different levels of support. So you can either go for AVA Essentials, which is a light version where you get that support with some day-to-day issues, catalog issues. But there is also a more extensive support, AVS Signature, where it's more customized to, to the needs of each brand, but it's also more expensive. Right. And just out of curiosity as well, is this a, this is not a new program, but are you seeing more brands asking about it or Amazon asking more vendors to fund it? Like what's that trend look like in terms of adoption? Yeah, I mean, we've noticed a wave of Amazon really offering this as the very preferred service. And whether it comes from vendor manager as a separate conversation or as part of the AVNs. So during your annual negotiations, your main point of contact at Amazon will really push the service to be part of your upcoming agreement with them. And we've seen that it's really on brand that every year or two years, Amazon will have this program that is really promoted heavily by 
their vendor managers to become part of a service. So brands are now, some of them are invited, some of them are really persuaded to put it that way to give this a chance and see how that can improve their performance on the platform. So why is Amazon pushing this program? Let's dig into that a little bit. I guess the question a lot of brands have is, this is not provided as a regular service from your Amazon vendor manager. A lot of brands feel like they should have some level of support (laughs) without having to pay for it. But what's your opinion on why Amazon is pushing this program, as you said, periodically? Yeah, that's a good question. And my opinion is based on the feedback that we get from our clients at Acadia. And then I also get from brands that I speak on a daily basis. So the feeling is that Amazon is offering another service and that we have like fee upon fee. And this is something that was supposed to be provided to brands, some of the tasks through the regular vendor central support or through a vendor manager. But now we have this new feature, this new team, customer success managers that can provide support. And it can get a little bit confusing because when you take a look at the agreement and you get a look at the offer and the list of tasks, you start asking like, but isn't this supposed to be supported by our vendor manager, like some of the marketing features? Because they say that if you go for an AVS model, you get access to some of the marketing programs and that are always paid, right, on the vendor side. But then you think like, oh, here is an overlap with what our vendor manager is supposed to be offering. But then on the other hand, Some of the things were supposed to be covered by case management. And the funny thing is that when you ask your vendor manager or your customer success manager about this and this overlap, they usually say, like, whenever you have an issue, make sure you keep us both in the email. So we'll see how we will split this across the teams. But then ultimately, as a brand, you're paying two fees. You're paying your vendor manager and you're paying for the ABS. So what we are recommending our clients when they're considering ABS is to be very clear on KPIs and on the responsibilities that each of these team members will have. So what do you expect from your ABS and what you expect from your vendor manager? So you have everything covered. And this is a result of an immediate experience where we saw that there is zero crossover and zero knowledge of what hand is doing, right? So sometimes we at Acadia as an agency act like someone who is a bridge between these two teams on the Amazon side. So we are basically controlling what needs to happen. We identify those issues. We prepare the documentation and then have AVS just do that magical upload on the back end and resolve the issue. So that is one of the benefits, absolutely, and I think an upside that brands should sit up and take notice, and certainly as an agency, how we found AVS to be very helpful. Yeah. Before we jump into the upsides, let's talk about some of the other challenges with this program. One of them is the cost, obviously. What are the different ways that brands get charged for AVS? Yeah, right now we've seen two models, so it's either a fixed fee or a percentage of shipped cogs. That's the more common setup. And it can vary 
the most common one is around 2% of shipped cogs. So when you translate that to numbers, AVS can be a great solution for smaller brands. But as the brand grows, then and the shipped cogs numbers grow, then you see that it can get very, very expensive. Like sometimes it can be even in low 100,000. So in that case, our approach is to really fold this into AVNs and navigate this conversation to see how our clients can keep all the benefits of the AVS system, but also not to allow that to affect the overall profitability of the account. That makes sense. And I know that this has been a discussion as well is what's the best model there and to what extent can you negotiate AVS fees and which is the best sort of model in general? Right, right, totally. And and it really depends on the size. So if you are a smaller brand, then a percentage makes sense. But then when you pass that threshold, it's really a good thing to have a certain flat fee locked in and definitely something that you can revisit on regular ABNs. But to have that like threshold and make sure that it moves to more like a fixed fee when you start to see an increase in the revenue. Right. Yeah. So that's the big takeaway, I think, is trying to negotiate it as a fixed fee once you get to a certain point. And then it's not going to scale as you grow because I guess if you're going to be growing as a brand by adding more products, then sort of makes sense. But if you're planning to grow as a brand by scaling up advertising and improving your content and improving your engagement with the channel, paying an extra couple of percentage points on your shipped cogs over time, that's all going to be adding up for little incremental benefit. Yeah. Any other challenges before we move on to the upsides? I would definitely call out one more thing because this is something that we notice. like in order for you to get to the benefits of AVS, there is a lot of background work that needs to happen because currently the interest for AVS program is pretty high. I mean, I heard from one brand that they said, yes, they accepted the terms, they signed everything, and it's been three weeks and they haven't had their customer success manager assigned. So what we've seen is that they have a lot of projects per one customer success manager. So that means that they're handling like a lot of brands, a lot of issues on a regular basis. So sometimes they don't have time to really get to know the brand, to fully understand like their main issues, to get a bigger picture and understand like all those connections between some of the catalog issues, ops issues, and then how that can affect advertising and organic marketing. So we've seen that they are still not strong on the troubleshooting side and they don't have the capacity to do a deep dive and really dedicate time to a certain brand. So how we are getting to that benefit of having a customer success manager is that we do the deep dive on our end. We do the analysis, we prepare the documents, we prepare all the lovely sheets and do all the fun background work. And then we send nice, simple email to the customer success manager, say, okay, here's the issue. It will be resolved if you upload this on your end. And then we get that issue resolved within a couple of hours. It only works if you have enough time to identify the issue, to ring the alarm bell, prepare everything, do the heavy lifting, and then have your customer success manager do that final leg of the work. Otherwise, they're more in them, like they're very on the reactive side. I mean, these are speculations. It can depend on so many things. Might be the 
big number of accounts that they manage or the understanding of the category because we've seen also that a lot of like POCs are changing. It happens very often. So like you get your customer success manager assigned and four months later you get a new person, very fresh, very green. So instead of starting everything from scratch, it's good to have that internal team that can help and make the most of your ABS program. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. This podcast is brought to you by Acadia, a trusted partner for challenger brands who are looking to make the best use of every marketing dollar, whether that is through SEO, performance media, Amazon and retail media, analytics, or organic social. To learn more, visit acadia.io. That's A-C-A-D-I-A dot I-O. So you can't really expect the AVS team to be super proactive with issues. You really do need to have a strong basis of understanding how the platform works and know how to look for issues. And one thing that I would add on to that is that proactivity is disputing chargebacks and incorrect fees. Like... (laughs) Amazon is not really incentivized to be going line by line through your invoices and checking that you got charged the correct amount. Like that's something that AVS is not going to do. 100%. And I mean, the most recent example that we have on that topic is that we're working with the brand in the apparel category and obviously a lot of color variations, size variations. So more opportunities for chargebacks on their purchase orders. And some of the issues with invoices were never flagged by the ABS. However, our team, as part of the monthly process that we have for chargebacks and invoices, they identified for one week, there was like around 15.5K in um, invoices, and they, they disputed those shortage invoices, and they get the help from the ABS. So they flagged this, prepared the documentation, flag this with the AVS and that issue got resolved. So it was more on the reactive side, but it was very successful. So we managed to recoup around 16K worth of shortages for one of our clients by working closely with an AVS that was assigned to that that project. Mm. Yeah. And that's a good point of clarification because some a question from some brands is, well, can we pay an agency who's going to be doing things more proactively and working on other aspects of the account as well, besides catalogs and those kind of things. What would we as an agency not be able to accomplish without AVS? Like where is AVS uniquely useful beyond what an agency can do alone? Yeah. I mean, the best thing about AVS is the fast solution. So that's like sort of a shortcut to the team that can really solve an issue. So you don't have to go back and forth with customer support and get templated responses and then have to re-explain everything. So this is the biggest, the biggest thing. So you have a person assigned to your project. So everything is happening in one email chain with the same person. So moving from one stage to another of the issue solution is faster. So this is definitely one of the biggest things and the biggest benefits of the ABS system. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. For some brands, it's really going to pay off to have that fast resolution. If you're talking about products being suspended or not variated correctly, or there's lots of issues that can occur for vendors where every hour that goes by, if that's your best selling product, people are not able to buy it or it's not displaying correctly or something like that. 
that can end up being a very costly issue. And so I think it is like, in some sense, an insurance policy <laughs> yeah. or when things go wrong, provided it gets caught quickly enough, which is the big question, like to best utilize this program, you really need to be identifying the issues to solve because ABS is, there's a bunch of things they're not going to proactively solve for you, but it can be worth the cost when you're able to get up and running from mistakes and issues and bugs and things like that super quickly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they have this cadence set up on their end where they're checking your account sometimes on a bi-weekly, sometimes on a monthly basis, and then send you reports. And then you as a brand have to say like, oh yeah, here are the issues. Can we have that fixed? So it's still up to brands to flag an issue and then prepare all the details so that issue can be fixed. We've seen this most useful during some tentpole events. I mean, the most recent is the obviously the prime day. So during those big events, we run checks on a daily basis. We noticed that the one of the best sellers was suspended, the product page. We reached out to the AVS and it was resolved within hours. So that combination was perfect. So until they find a way to really check this on a more regular basis, it's still up to brands and any support that they have to really identify the issue, flag the issue, and then have that reported to the ABS. All right. Well, anything to add here before we move on to sort of concluding what top level things brands should be thinking about? Aside from this, like operational support and catalog support, some brands can really benefit from some marketing programs that ABS is offering. So let's say we talk about small to medium brand that's selling on vendor. They might not have a vendor manager assigned. So ABS is basically their shortcut to some of the marketing programs and some marketing functionalities that they don't have available. So it is a great option to get some features that you might not get without this opportunity. In in those cases, we definitely like to evaluate all those features and because almost always they are like paid features. So it still comes at a cost, but definitely an opportunity to have something that's not available to other brands who might not be using ABS on vendor or are selling as a seller. Yeah. And let's click into that for a second, because I think that some of these promotional opportunities are oversold. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, how incremental do you think these marketing opportunities are? What are we talking about here? Is it something that's really going to make a difference to a vendor? I mean, definitely it depends on the program. There are some features such as add anything under the buy box that I honestly really like because it's a great upsell opportunity. But there are also some of the features such as premium A plus content that for some reason is still a paid option on the vendor central while it's available for free on seller. And this is another like thing where you have to navigate that with your support person to see what can really be the best solution for you. We've seen that A-plus content can really bring great results because it brings more engagement with shoppers. It's an additional space to really tell the story. The conversion rate is really higher. But depending on like where the brand is, what's the tenure and what's their like journey stage, it depends how will that affect their performance. Right. All right. Well, let's wrap up here. So it sounds like AVS could be the right fit for some brands, those who are fluent with Amazon and know when and how to push back, know what to ask for, pretty proactive and have 
yeah, like I said, a fairly high degree of Amazon fluency. And another situation might be those brands that have a large backlog of operational issues that need resolving. They have catalog issues and the like. Anything to add to that? What else would you say in terms of brands, you know, the situations where vendors should really consider paying for this program? I 100% agree with you. And when brands, if they are willing to invest and move forward with an ABS, I would definitely recommend just going through the terms, setting very clear KPIs and responsibilities so you really make the most of this program. Great. Thank you so much for joining me, Ollie. Of course.